Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. Are you a business owner looking for help with HR benefits and payroll? MWG Employer Services offers a wide range of services and can create a custom plan that fits your needs and budget. I was so overwhelmed with HR stuff. MWG Employer Services took all the stress out of it and even set up my payroll. I couldn't be happier. MWG Employer Services is here to help you succeed. Call us today at 601-206-7966 or go to mwgemployerservices.com. You're listening to Sports Talk Mississippi On Demand, presented by Pearl River Resort. Escape to Choctaw, Mississippi and enjoy world-class gaming, the Dancing Rabbit Golf Club, and Geyser Falls Water Park. Escape to Pearl River Resort. To the junction, in the grove, and to the top. This, this is Sports Talk Mississippi. On your radio and in the game. Right here on Super Talk Mississippi. All right, let's go. Let's go on a Friday afternoon. It is a football Friday in the Magnolia State. What are you doing here? If you are having a bad day, you have come to the right place because we're going to make you feel better. If you're having a great day, you are in the right place because we're going big energy this afternoon. I'm not stuck in a nondescript hotel room in Birmingham or Nashville. I'm not driving down the interstate in upstate New York or western New York. I ain't got to bail a little bit early today, but it is, I mean, it's a great day to be in the state of Mississippi. There it is. The beautiful state There's of the Mississippi. Disclaimer. We got high school football all over the Magnolia State tonight. We got Mississippi State at home tomorrow against LSU at 11 a.m. We got Ole Miss at home tomorrow night at 6.30 against Georgia Tech. What a time to be alive, boys. Two weeks ago, you said football's finally here. Yes, You sir. said that, right? Yes. And then last week, Michael, Michael Borky said football's finally here. Because we had matchups that he found more intriguing. Today, I will say, SEC football starts tomorrow. Football is finally here. There you go. Now it's football season. There you go. It's SEC football here in Starkville. How could you not be excited? I don't want to hear any of this. There's not a great slate of games tomorrow. We've got college football tomorrow. we got it all over the country. It got started last night. Miami did not cover, but they won big against Bethune-Cookman. Heck of a football game last night in Memphis between the Memphis Tigers and the Navy Midshipmen. That was a lot of fun. A lot of fun. So we're off and rolling on to uh, another football weekend. Cross, have you been watching Rocky? Love the energy. No, no Rocky today. Uh, Give MSU whatever Cross is drinking and the dogs are whooping. I think you know what the beep is there. Richard should have ended that with a woo. You gotta, you gotta stretch that out a little bit more. Woo! So, okay. There we go. Great to be with you this afternoon. Sports Talk Mississippi yeah. in the Pearl River Resort Studios. Pearl River Resort. It's the home of the sports book at the Golden Moon Casino. You want to get in on a little action this weekend? You can do so at the sports book inside the Golden Moon Casino. Learn more about them online at PearlRiverResort.com. Let us hear from you. We want to hear from you. If you're on the road this afternoon, please don't text and drive. Voice text. Have somebody in the passenger seats in the text for you on the ceasefire text line. 601-879-4395. Give your business the edge. 
with gigabit fiber internet from C Spire Business. Learn more about them online at cspire.com slash business. So Mississippi State right out of the gate in the morning, 11 o'clock. That'll take you to about, I mean, not like right out of the gate. It's right out of the football gate in the morning with an 11 o'clock kickoff. No, that, that, that look was not for your comment. There was a text. I was just like, what? Oh, okay. And then that game ends about 2.30, roughly? Yeah, sure. Yeah. And at 3 o'clock, you can flip over to ESPNU, catch a big game for the Southern Miss Golden Eagles, hosting the two-lane green wave at the Rock tomorrow afternoon. 3 o'clock, that one goes to about 6.15, 6.20. Flip over to the SEC Network, Ole Miss and Georgia Tech, 6.30 tomorrow night. A big day of football right here in the Magnolia State. So what what's on your mind, right? When, when, when you're thinking about tomorrow as a football Saturday, what is on your mind right now? Obviously, it's the, the game here in Starkville. It's Mississippi State versus LSU. It's the last game of this series for I don't know how long. Oh, I learned this week most. that... Well, I mean, however long, I learned today that Mississippi State is LSU's... Or I learned the other day, I'm sorry... MSU is LSU's oldest rival in the SEC. They've played state more than anybody else. I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is the first time since, I think, the early 50s that they haven't played each other in the season. For me, on my in my life, this is a huge game every year. Half of my family are LSU Tigers. So I'm excited. I'm excited to see what happens tomorrow. And there's another piece of excitement, and it goes back to what we were just talking about. Like with In week one, I was just like, all right, I don't really know what Mississippi State's going to look like. It's going to be a new look for Mississippi State. I'm, I'm excited to see it. Here we are in week three, and I'm thinking, all right, better be a new look for Mississippi State. I'm excited to see it because <laughs> you need new. I, I need new and, inve- and, and innovative from Kevin Barbet tomorrow. Borky, Did you just make the side of the cross new? there, Borky? Are you excited for me? You all yeah, right? Uh, no, I am. I, you know, I, I just the, this I shirt. I think Borky just made the sign of the cross. It's just I, I've, I, uh, I washed this shirt with like regular clothes, <laughs> and I like I, I didn't take it delicately. And now the collar's sitting really open, and I don't like that. I like my collars to sit nice and up and not wide. And so I'm, I'm just messing with it. But um, yeah, that's the answer. It, it's the answer, <laughs> and I'm so glad that football. Uh, I'm very excited for football to start tomorrow because I've spent the day. Reading legal documents and talking to people about the those yeah, legal dude, documents. Yeah, and... yeah, yeah, we'll do that later, maybe. No, there's no maybe. We got to talk about it. Yeah, I guess so. No, we we have to. No, I understand, oh, but it's we'll like it. a, a lawsuit is pulling the vibe down just a little bit. Well, just a little bit. It is, but it is like the story. But yeah, I, I'm excited for that state LSU game tomorrow. I, I don't know how much we're going to learn from Ole Miss. It, it, Look, if they get beat up up front again, then it, it turns from that was something to keep an eye on to that's a problem. If Georgia Tech is able to control the line of scrimmage the way Tulane did, you got a problem. And a week from tomorrow, you're in Tuscaloosa. Two weeks from tomorrow, you're hosting LSU. If Georgia Tech and Tulane are controlling the line of scrimmage with no marked improvement, and the week after that, you're hosting Arkansas. Yeah. Just, not, oh, by the way. By the way, I'm not exactly a believer in the Hogs, though. That's not. You know, I, they're, they're lower on the totem pole than the first two. But, yeah, if there's not marked improvement this Saturday, then those two games are they're different because Alabama and LSU have got dudes up front that neither Tulane nor Georgia Tech have. 
And so if you don't see improvement, but if you do, then, you know, you're encouraged going into those uh, two games. But if you don't, you might have an issue. And the team's starting to get healthier a little bit, or at least it sounds like it, right? Priest Corn, you know, you get nothing out of Lane Kiffin in terms of injuries, but um, sounds like all the all the rumor is that he is on track in terms of recovery and all that stuff. May not play Saturday, but the expectation is for him to play next Saturday. Uh, Zakari Franklin practiced this week, so getting healthier. But if they don't improve up front, it doesn't matter. Give me something to be excited about, Borky. Not injuries, not losses. I mean, do you want football? Do you want to scoff over like the 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 reality, or just man? Yeah, for, I mean, for at I, least I, a little while, yes. Yes, I, I have no interest for, in for, reality. I just want roses. For three minutes and 13 seconds. And cupcakes yeah, let's, let's and that. banana pudding and Friday. And that's it, you know. Cupcakes and Holy banana pudding? God. Well, I don't know, man. It's just the first oh. sweet treats that came it came to mind. Uh, I, I was, so like 45 minutes ago, I picked Francis up from school and I had to drop her off at, at Jane's store on the square. And brother, there are people everywhere jackson avenue i avoided it like the plague today because even without driving down it i know it's a parking lot there were people walking there were cars backed up in every direction every parking spot full on the square you got people hanging out on balconies and spilling out of bars already my guess hey dad is that starkville is much the same right now it is it is so cool there are few things in life that are more invigorating than a college football small town transforming from its sleepy-ish self to home football weekend. And that's happening right now. Yeah, I'm headed out tonight, and I will report from the Cotton District if you like. I'll I'll let you know what's going on down there. I will probably be the oldest person there, too. Well, that's uh, that's okay. That's okay. Did you know this? I'm also the coolest person there, though, so there's that. Did you know that Woody Marks has 199 career receptions, and that is tied for most in Mississippi State history? He's a running back. One catch Did tomorrow, I know that? And he will become the all-time receptions leader in Bulldog history. 200 career receptions would also move him to number 12 on the SEC's all-time receptions list. You want another nugget? I got another nugget for you. Here you go. I probably Two, already know it, but go ahead. 221.5. 221.5. Mississippi State is averaging 221.5 rushing yards per game. That is good enough for second in the SEC and 20th in the entire country. Yeah. On the heels of over the last three seasons combined, averaging 63.9 rushing yards per game. I'll give you another number. I'll give you another number. 135. Okay. Will Rogers throws for 135 yards on uh, Saturday. He will eclipse Chris Leak and be the fourth all-time leading passer in SEC history. He can jump from seventh to fourth with 135 yards. State starting a three-game gauntlet tomorrow, LSU at South Carolina, home for Alabama. Ole Miss's gauntlet starts next week when they go to Alabama, host LSU, 
and host Arkansas. we got more coming up. Sports Talk Mississippi just getting started on this Friday afternoon in the Pearl River Resort Studio. Okay, what we do next? Keep it moving, buddy. You can be a part of Sports Talk Mississippi. 888-808-8637 on Super Talk Mississippi. sampling on the ceasefire text line you can be part of the conversation at 601-879-4395 thanks for being with us gorgeous friday afternoon in the magnolia state i know it's a little warm but you got a little bit of a breeze out did you guys get outside after the show last night or early this morning early this morning early this morning yeah it was my coffee, got some work done, uploaded videos and all scheduled tweets, and then went on a walk. It was a great morning. You scheduled that one about the uh, the business that opened? Nope. What about the wedding? Oh, okay. No. Not the, not the, the hospital? You can uh you can follow on uh, Twitter at Sports Talk M I S S. That's Sports Talk Miss. So, what's going on on the ceasefire text line? Uh, let's see here. Richard will talk good things, Mississippi State, to keep out Ole Miss bad news. True. Very true. He is a he is a terrible person. It's uh, it's actually. I mean, I might, I suppose, but not today. That, that wasn't it today. Um, our, our friend on the uh, text line without a name says lawsuit could be frivolous, but terrible look when you call a player what he called a player, especially one who claims mental health issues. That is all. We'll hang up and listen. We'll get in. Okay, let's just do it. Let's just do it and get it over with. Um, so Lane Kiffin and it's like Ole ripping Miss. off a band aid. Yeah, uh, Lane Kiffin and Ole Miss have been sued by a current player according to the roster, but a player who, based on the lawsuit, seems to consider himself a former player, DeSanto Rollins, um, has had some injury issues, claims that as a result of those injury issues, he was having mental health problems that were exacerbated by, I'm paraphrasing here, I don't have the all of the context text of the lawsuit in front of me, like all the direct wording. But mental health issues that were exacerbated by a coaching staff that was not terribly understanding and a demotion of position because he asked for a mental health break. That happened after the demotion. So they, it wasn't, I need a break. Oh, you need a break? We're changing your position. It was... We think he battled injuries and was told, essentially, you're not going to play defensive line here. We would encourage you to transfer. 
they were they were trying to process DeSanto Rollins and chose to which stay. Which happens in basically every program in America. And they said, okay, but if you stay, you're going to switch to the offensive line to give looks for the scout team. And then, yes, he was going from a defensive lineman to a scout team offensive lineman. He is seeking damages of $40 million, is that correct? $40 million, and something that, you know, um, ESPN left out of their reporting on this, which maybe just, just a, they, they may have just missed it. But not only is he asking for $40 million in damages, he, in the suit, accused Lane Kiffin of being a racist, mm-hmm. accused Ole Miss of... Sexism, essentially discrimination on the basis of his gender. Yes, he is claiming that Ole Miss discriminates against men, male football players. That is what the suit alleges. And also, the suit is... Was he upset about the females that took his position? No, he was uh, allegedly, uh, according to the suit, uh, there have been female athletes that have been given breaks, like he was requesting, and he did not get one. But he did take one and is still on the team. But anyway. But um, not female athletes that are part of the football team. Not part of the football team. Okay. No. Okay. Just, I just wanted to be sure, make sure we were clear. Um, but is also, I guess demanding is the right word, telling a judge to tell Lane Kiffin that he's back on the team and he's going to play defensive line. <laughs> so here's. I read the entire thing. Look, I'm not. This is not funny. I'm not laughing. But there is a player who was demoted because he wasn't good enough, and they were trying to get him to leave. Who is asking a judge to make him a starting defensive tackle in the SEC? So, I read the entire thing, every word. Which, you know, I think I just it was part of my duty. But my gosh, um, the, the the suit has like basic inconsistencies, like dates, for example. Like, got injured in 2022, the next paragraph is, and that injury in 2020, stuff like that. I mean, just basic, just when you read it, it's like, God, really? There's also a section in the suit where um, it says, Plaintiff does not know the names, does not know the names of the other defendants and will be referred to as John Doe's 1 through 10. So there are 10 other people getting sued. I mean, that's common. where, Where he's not aware of what their name is? It is common in a lawsuit to list multiple John Does so that you can go back and add others as the okay. suit progresses. That that's not uncommon. Well, that stood out to me though, it was a little bizarre. But here's my issue. Um even if let, let's pretend for a second like he is absolutely telling the truth. The injuries piling up led to him having some sort of mental break. Uh, that does happen to people. It happened to me. It happened to me a few years ago. Things happened in my personal life led me to have mental health issues with depression, trauma-related stuff, where I saw somebody, I got help. Like that, that is a real thing that happens. But what the suit does when it asks for $40 million dollars, when it asks for him to get to choose the position that he plays for the same coach that they allege is racist and abusive. It's un- that, that, that is so unserious. Where it makes it... Because there are people that are like, well, clearly it's a money grab. 
That's why they think that. Because if if Lane Kiffin really was a an abusive racist that cost you $40 million in damages, why would you ask to continue to play for him? On this issued a statement, they said, we have not received a lawsuit. DeSanto was never removed from the football team and remains on scholarship, which seems like it might be detrimental to the case. In addition, he continues to have the opportunity to receive all of the resources and advantages that are afforded a student-athlete at the university. Again, as Borky outlined a second ago, he is seeking to be reinstated to the football team, which apparently he has not been removed from, and specifically along the defensive line, with punitive damages of $40 million from Kiffin and the other defendants. He also requests a temporary restraining order, preliminary injunction, and permanent injunction that would act to get him reinstated and demands a jury trial. Ten other defendants, John Doe's one through ten, could be named at another time, and so it goes. The one thing I will say, this is a classic, two things can be true at the same time, and everything Borky said is true, but at the same time, we kind of see now why Ole Miss was pushing all that mental health stuff uh, a few a few months ago, why Lane Kiffin was speaking about it at SEC Media Days. They knew this was coming down the pipe, and they, they tried to get out in front of it. I applaud the hustle. Great job, but, I mean, come on. In the recorded conversation in the suit, I have a feeling that Lane Kiffin would like to have that conversation back. If I had to guess, I feel like he would really like to have that conversation back. Because he would. there's a difference. You know, you can say the same thing, and, and tone changes everything. This is what I think about earlier. So if you tell a girl you love her, right, and it's, I love you, same words said, I love you, mean totally different things, right? So the message that Kiffin said to him is, you cannot disappear for two weeks, and when you are asked to come speak to the coach and you don't show up, you you don't get your spot anymore. That doesn't happen in real life. If any of us just disappeared for two weeks and Will texted us and said, hey, you need to come in and talk to me. Where are you? And you don't show? Guess what's going to happen to you? Guess what would happen to me? And everybody listening. You're gone. But the way in which that message was delivered with the words that we can't repeat on this show. Not good. Not going to lead to termination. Frankly, it's the type of language that is extremely common between football coaches and players and in locker rooms and stuff. But that could have gone better. The message is spot on, though. Yeah. Yeah. And 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 Kiffin describes it to him in terms of if Keith Carter, my boss, said, Hey, you come meet with me and I just ignored him, I would have uh there would be repercussions. And yes, he, he used some he used some pretty colorful language in there. Football coaches cuss. I, I'm not. I'm not dismissing it. I'm not making light of any of it. We'll have plenty of time in the day. Mississippi Sports Talk, Mississippi. Will you ever get so excited that you just can't wait? Yes. 
Sports Talk Mississippi, covering your Mississippi team. I've been waiting my whole life for this. Here on Super Talk Mississippi. Tuesday on the island, not much going on. The parties are all over. The end it just passed on. The jungle drums are beating with the tales from late last night. The story's very heating. All right, we're going to try and recapture that energy from early Sports Talk Mississippi with you, streaming at supertalk.fm and Supertalk TV. Welcome to another Football Friday in Mississippi. Nobody covers high school football in the Magnolia State like Super Talk. You can catch a local game on almost every Super Talk Mississippi station. Plus, you can stream games and get up to the minute scores from across the state at supertalk.fm slash high school or click on sports on the Super Talk Mississippi app. You can check out the scoreboard preview show at 6 o'clock on Fridays during high school football season, immediately following us. And don't forget about the scoreboard show when we wrap it all up tonight from 10 to 11.30 with your host, Will East, who joins us right now, not as a guest, though all guests do appear on the Farm Bureau guest line. William, happy Friday! Happy Friday. This is a big, big night of high school football here in the state. And the temperature's, you know, cooling down. When the sun Mm -hmm. goes down, it starts to get a little bit cooler at night. It's starting to kind of feel a little bit more... Mississippi football weather-ish out there. and Hey, hey! last night I went to middle school football. Seventh grade game, eighth grade game at Oxford. My daughter is on the dance team, and so I was going for that. When as soon as the show was over, it was early third quarter of the seventh grade game. Sun was starting to go down, a little bit of a breeze. Yeah. It was nice. Like, it felt like magic. Yes. In fact, in fact, at like eight fifteen, where the eighth grade game was almost over, there was a lady that was sitting in the stand behind me. And I was like, "You all right?" She's like, "I'm freezing." <laughs> I was like, "Yes, it's deal with here. it. Deal with it." We could just get some more rain. Yeah. So finally here, but uh, yeah. So tonight stacked uh, lineup, and I think there's no bigger game than what's going on in the Golden Triangle as Louisville and Starkville square off. This is one of my favorite games of the year each and every year because these are two, if you look at the history of it, I'm a a fan of history. I always look at the history of all these teams and everything, and these are two of the most successful programs in Mississippi high school football history. About I calculated it earlier today, Richard, about 1,500 wins all Mm -hmm. time between the two of them. I believe they have 18 state championships between the two of them. Uh, And they've been good as of late. These aren't, you know, historical championships way back when. These are. You ran out of fingers and toes doing those calculations. Well, yeah. I got a sixth one down there, you know, it's okay. (laughs) But it's it's two of the the best teams in the state. Yeah. Kids listening. Uh, it's two of the best in the state. And last year, Louisville, 4A state champ, Starkville, 6A state champ. And they're squaring off again. And guess what? I think this year they could both be in state championships again. Starkville mm-hmm. is off to a red hot start. They beat Knoxby County to open the season, they beat West Point. Um, a couple of weeks ago, Louisville also beat West Point. They also beat Knoxville County, or I think they actually played Knoxville County in a week or two. Um, 
Just incredible, incredible defense by Louisville once again this year. Their offense may be a little bit better than it was last year. With Starkville, Trey Petty and crew rolling right along, they have this explosive offense that can just turn on the jet boosters at any moment. I look back to that Knoxby County game um, early in the season with Starkville. They, it seemed like before you got your, your seat in the bleachers, they were down 12 to nothing. And then it's like, okay, guys, let's go to work. And then touchdown, 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 touchdown. Three in a row uh, before the first half ended. They are just incredible this year. And uh, I think they're they're probably one of the top three teams in the state, certainly in the north part of the state. Maybe them, maybe Madison Central, maybe Tupelo. But yeah. Starkville, Louisville tonight, very big game. I got a question for you about Tupelo. You know, I, I feel like, Sleeping Giant is not the right way to describe it, but but Tupelo football spent a fairly extended period of time average. And for the last, oh, good grief, I mean, it's probably been, what, the last eight to ten years now? They've been really, really good. And now it feels like Tupelo has gotten to a place where they're not just really good but they are good at a level that is sustainable. It's going to be kind of a year after year after yep. year thing. How has that happened? Uh, or why? Well, you got Ty Harden there. Tupelo, unlike a lot of other parts of the state, like the central part or maybe the coast, um, there's you look at the cities around Tupelo, and there's not a ton of them. I mean, you got to drive what twenty minutes to go to Pontotoc. Yeah. Um, you know, you got Boonville Baldwin down there. So there's a big population base. It's a big school. If you've ever driven by the Trace, you'll see that beautiful blue turf there in Tupelo. And that school yeah. is huge. A lot of people drive by it who don't know that it's Tupelo High School. They think it's a community college or uh, a small college. That's how big it is. And they finally got in, they finally got it invested in the, the, the town. For years, it was people would go to Tupelo to shop, to eat. But when it came to football, you know, there was just a handful of families kind of keeping it going. Now it seems like the entire town is invested a lot more than it was in years past. Now they haven't had as much success in the playoffs. You know, last year uh, they lost to Starkville, um, I believe, in the third round of the playoffs. They they went undefeated in the regular season. This year they're off to another great start. They've outscored their opponents 117 to seven, I believe, this year. Uh, they have a, a running back by the name of J.J. Hill who is basically scoring a touchdown every five carries. He's only okay. carried the ball 35 times. He has seven touchdowns. Do the math there. Mm-hmm. So it's pretty incredible what Tupelo is doing this year. And last year they did it in the uh, you know region two of, of 6A last year. Now it's 7A. Uh, was the toughest region in the state. Starkville, Madison Central, Clinton, Germantown, Oxford, Grenada. Um, it'll be interesting to see how they do it this year. They're, they have a very tough schedule. They're going to play West Point, not this week, but or, um, not tonight they have Oxford. Next week they have a team it. out of Tennessee, and then the week after that they play West Point, which will be fun. And then they have their regional game starting pretty soon after that. So, yeah, Tupelo's kind of invested now, I feel. Uh, it's really been since that blue turf. When they installed that blue turf, it's like everybody said, oh, here we are. Let's let's start, you know, going to games. Let's get involved with the team. And now, all of a sudden, they have a great media um, a group there that, that promotes Tupelo. You, their Twitter page, all that kind of stuff. It's really a fun fun team to watch. Yeah, 
Uh, I've been good. And, and yeah, I got rolling with, with Trent Johnson a few years ago. Yeah. Uh, Jet yeah. Johnson's dad uh, before. No, is that is that? That's not right, is it? That's not right. Trent Hammond. Johnson. I'm sorry. Jet Johnson played for Trent Hammond. Trent Hammond's son is a long snapper at Mississippi State. Hey, Dad, did I get that right? Correct. There we go. Got it right. So, yeah. Uh, so, anyway. Um, yeah, a lot, lot of good happening there with the uh, with the Golden Wave in Tupelo. Their matchup with Oxford tonight, who lost last week to uh, to Grenada. So trying to uh, bounce back. What else pops tonight? You said a big night all across the state in the Pine Belt, MRA and Oak Grove. So you got the top Ooh. MAIS school Ooh. going up against Oak Grove, who is probably the best. 7A team in the south part of the state. Uh, MRA just off to a very incredible start. Forward and one, but scored a lot of points. Um, John White is the quarterback there. He's already thrown for 1,500 yards uh, on the season. I think he has 17 touchdowns so far this year. Very explosive offense. And then you look at Oak Grove, and if you look at the roster of Oak Grove from top to bottom, it is just filled with potential D1 talent. Uh, Some kids that will probably be playing in the SEC one day. At linebacker, they might be, on defense in general, they might be the most talented in the state, especially at linebacker. They have a couple linebackers um, there that just could probably in the next two or three years be playing at the SEC level. That's how good they are. Uh, and then they have an explosive offense led by A.J. Maddox, who's a uh, Texas A&M commit, who, I, th- I mean, they, they just kind of have it all. And, co- of course, they have Drew Causey at head coach, who's been there before. Oak Grove has become this powerhouse program. I really do expect them to be the um, the what, if probably top, Top three, uh, I would not be surprised to see them in a 7A state championship game in Oxford uh, when we're all still eating Thanksgiving leftovers. They're just an incredibly good, well-coached team. Uh, one thing interesting, though, in Hattiesburg, so if you're going to this game tonight, uh, MRA's quarterback, John White, is a Southern Miss commit. So you might get a little preview if you go and watch uh, the Patriots take on the Warriors tonight in Hattiesburg. It's very bold uh, of you, Will, to assume that there are leftovers in my house. <laughs> hey, Dad, remind you that we don't—he doesn't eat Thanksgiving on Thanksgiving Day. That that, that football goes saying. to the top of the list, and then uh, he he does it on the weekend. No turkey sandwiches. No, 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 no. There's plenty of turkey sandwiches. Yeah, but they're the same day. That's not really leftovers. Okay. All right. Hold on, hold on. If you eat the Thanksgiving meal in the daytime, and then you go back and you have a turkey sandwich that night. You're not calling. Yeah, it it's, it's, is it really even? If it's really even leftovers, it's not. It's probably not even cold yet. It's just, so I still be warm in the fridge. Yeah, maybe so. And I guess if you intentionally overmake turkey so that there is enough, and, and overmake your dressing so that there's enough for sandwiches that night, then it's almost like that was planned. I didn't intentionally do it, but one year we were feeding like six people, and my wife bought a twenty-pound turkey. So what are you going to do? <laughs> You had turkey sandwiches for weeks. Uh, we'll get yes. back to the high school football with Will East on the other side of this timeout. Sports Talk Mississippi with you in the Pearl River Resort Studio. Communication system is a go. go. This, this is... Sports Talk Mississippi, right here on Super Talk Mississippi. Exactly.
Mississippi with you Friday afternoon, middle of the month of September. We got plenty of high school football to get to tonight. So we've talked uh, about a couple of games, a few games in some of the larger classifications. Will, is there anything uh, in some of the smaller classifications as you look across the state that pops for you tonight? Absolutely. Probably pound for pound the best matchup uh, is Columbia and Jefferson Davis County. Uh, Columbia, you know, a 4A school that's not afraid to play bigger schools. They have they have blown out two 7A schools so far this year, so they ain't scared. Neither is Jefferson Davis County. They do that every single year. They're Both, both these teams are undefeated. They're going to play each other tonight uh, in Bassfield and you look at a team like Columbia who's, you know, you get these players that play both ways. They have a, a player by the name of Marion uh, Fortenberry, who I believe is a three-star recruit and is probably going to be a steal for somebody because he's a very talented running back, but he's also an incredible safety. And I was watching some film of him earlier and uh, – not a whole lot of people throw it because at that level, you know, a lot of people are running the ball a ton, and he's one of these safeties that is not a, not scared to you know get in center field, and then when the play starts, by the time the running back hits the line, Fortenberry's already there tackling them. That's the type of player that he is. Punt returner, pretty much does everything. Jefferson Davis County runs that old school wing T offense. You know, it takes twelve minutes for them to complete a drive, but it's usually a touchdown. So it's that's a quarter. Of, yeah, that's 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 what that's kind of the game that they play, but it works for them, uh, and they play a tough schedule every single year in this non-regional part of the schedule. So when the regional plays start in a few weeks, they'll be ready to go. They'll be in um, in championship form. They've won three state championships in the last five years. Looking for another one. They're they're the three A powerhouse, and three A for many years has been the most difficult um, classification to kind of predict on what's going to happen. Jefferson Davis County's kind of solidified themselves as the powerhouse of 3A. Will, it has come to my attention that there is another game in 3A that we should have our eyes on tonight where there are four future SEC players that will be on the field. That's the uh, the matchup between Winona and Choctaw County. Yeah, Winona and Choctaw County. So Choctaw County lost a heartbreaker to Ripley, uh, last Friday night, I believe the final of that one was like seventeen to sixteen, something. It was a one point loss for Choctaw County. They have that receiver uh, whose name escapes me, uh, Caleb Cunningham. Caleb Cunningham, who I think his second game of the year, he pretty much got half of his yards from the year before. <laughs> I mean, he's, you know, one of those type just explosive uh players. And then you got Winona who's now 3 and 0. So I don't know if this would be I guess this would be a possible playoff preview. Are they are they both in the north? I'm trying to remember if they're both in the north. But yeah, a lot of Mississippi State commits on that on um on both teams. You got uh, TJ Lockhart, uh, you've got Fred Clark, who's a Mississippi State commit. Uh, I guess Caleb Cunningham is now a five-star rated player, or at least a four-star. So uh, there's another, th- I think, K.J. Cork, who uh, is the quarterback. I think he's 
I think he's a three-star player. So, yeah, some of these smaller schools. T.J. Lockhart's got a brother who's a linebacker for Winona who will also be an SEC recruit as well. Well, there you go. Yeah. So, yeah, Choctaw County, uh, Winona, that should be a fun one. Another one is Florence and Mendenhall. Mendenhall looking to get back on track after losing kind of a head-scratcher to Macomb last week. I thought that game was going to be pretty close, but Menin, uh, Macomb just ran away with that one. And then another one that I'm keeping my eye on tonight is, uh, well, one of the, the big schools that we didn't talk about is Picayune and Gulfport on the coast. Yep. Picayune, back-to-back 5A state champ. Uh, they've now moved up to 6A. Um, Gulfport is now a 7A school. I really like what Gulfport's doing there uh, with new head coach Blake Pinnock, who was at Ocean Springs the past couple of years. They're playing tougher teams in this early part of the schedule. That seems to work. For If you're out there scheduling high school football games for a team, schedule tough games at the beginning in the non-regional part of the schedule. All the teams that do that seem to benefit from it. I know you get some losses here and there, but in the end it seems like it works out. If I w- you know, you'll sacrifice a loss here and there to you know win a state championship or to make a deep playoff run. So start doing that. Well, that's what Gulfport's doing. They're scheduling. To, they played Madison Central last week. They have Picayune tonight. They're kind of building that team back up by defense first. It seems defense is going to be pretty good this year. Offense is going to have to do what they got to do. But uh, I really like what Blake Pinnock's doing there. He's never had a losing season. He seems like he's a winner. And then Picayune. Everybody tells me that Picayune's team this year is better than last year's team. Ooh, now, last statement. year's team went undefeated. Um, they already have a loss this year. That was to an out-of-state school, and that they kind of got robbed in that game if you were there or watched it. But, you know, I'll digress. Uh, they've got that uh, five-star. Well, we're about out of time. Oh, we are. we got ten seconds. Oh. Sports Talk Mississippi. Preview show at six. Scoreboard show at ten. High school. What we're going to do right here is go back. And now back to back to the sports. This is Sports Talk Mississippi. So let's get rolling. On Super Talk Mississippi. Welcome back, 4 o'clock hour, Sports Talk Mississippi with you in the Pearl River Resort Studios. Pearl River Resort, the home of the Dancing Rabbit Golf Club to 18-hole championship courses, the Oaks and the Azaleas, and you can play them. Book your tee time online at dancingrabbitgolf.com. That is dancingrabbitgolf.com. Dancing Rabbit is part of Pearl River Resort. You can be part of the conversation on the C Spire text line at 601 879 Four three nine five. C uh, C Spire's introduced uh, a new plan for you. It's called Connect and Protect. It's the phone that your kids want with easy to use parental controls for you. Just thirty dollars a month with auto pay. Learn more at cspire.com. C Spire customer inspired. We do have some news to get to coming up in just a little bit. Uh, there has been a quarterback change at uh, an elite program in the SEC. We'll talk about that with you in about 15 minutes. But right now, Luke Johnson joins us, co-host of the Eagle Hour on Super Talk in Hattiesburg and Laurel and uh, probably headed to a high school football game tonight. Luke, what's up? Yeah, Richard, I was uh, was thinking about um, the fact y'all got a big one up there. You're alma mater and Tupelo tonight, but 
We're getting ready to head to a big one tonight. Uh, West Jones on the road at Wayne County. That's not a regional game anymore, but just pride on the line. So good, good rivalry game tonight to get the weekend started off. Who's favorite in that game? Is West Jones the favorite? Yeah, West Jones is the favorite. Uh, Wayne County's young, and uh, they got they lost uh, pretty good to Oak Grove a few weeks ago. Beat Green County last week, but yeah, Mustangs undefeated so far. Have gone three and zero through the tour of Jones County in the first three weeks, and they should be the favorite tonight. All right, well, a lot of good high school football happening tonight. You can listen to a ton of games on your local Super Talk Mississippi stations, and even more streaming at supertalk.fm. But let's turn our attention to tomorrow. Big game. Big game for the Southern Miss Golden Eagles. Um, you and I were talking. I don't remember if we talked about this on the air earlier in the week or if this was off the air. In a lot of ways, tomorrow is kind of a season-defining game for Southern Miss. Do you, do you agree with that still? Yeah. Yeah, I would agree with that, and I would also say – that is probably one of the biggest games that Will Hall has had in three years um, because it's a measuring stick game. It's a measuring stick against group of five. It's a measuring stick against uh, what's traditionally been a rivalry game. It's a measuring stick about a, a team and a program that he knows a lot. And uh, I, I think he would say those things as well, that it shows where they are in you know his, his rebuild plans. That's interesting. I was trying to think if, if you, there were three big games. I mean, would you say the two-lane game last year and then, what, the bowl game? Yeah, pr- probably so because the bowl game, you felt like it just how how he responded, like, okay, we're going into the, the, the postseason with momentum, like winning momentum. Um, you're able to get to a winning season. You're able to do, you know, what you wanted to do. But, yeah, two-lane last year, I think it – not, not for possibly him, but I think it kind of surprised a lot of people um, that maybe they were on track a little, little sooner than what they were. Uh, but I mean, you know, depending on what happens tomorrow, it can be a next step, or you know, you could feel like you know you're going down the, the highway, you have a little transmission trouble, everything locks up. I mean, uh, uh, if you don't show up and play well tomorrow, you, you start having to ask a, a few questions. You know about about where you are, and being honest about that, yeah. I do feel like they're they're deeper and they're more talented. Um, at the same time, you know, how do they respond after uh, after what happened in Tallahassee? Yeah, and, I mean, I, I can't help but look at the Southern Miss schedule and feel like this is such a pivotal game because of what is coming next, right? I mean, so sitting at one and one, if the Golden Eagles could somehow find a way to get a win tomorrow to go to two and one. You got a road trip to Arkansas State. That's a very winnable game. Texas State comes to your place. That's an improved Texas State team, but I think you still feel better overall at the program for Southern Miss. So you could get a fourth win there. Old Dominion, okay, Mike can get one there. Probably should get one there. And then Price of Poker comes up, goes up. Back to back road games with South Alabama and Appalachian State. Going to be an underdog in both of those games. You get ULM at home. And then the the road games against Louisiana and Mississippi State before closing it out with Troy. I mean, the second half of this schedule is it's it's kind of a murderer's row, and and it's going to be really really difficult. And I think it just speaks to the importance of, of piling up wins in the first half of the year. Yeah, you've got it. You've got to get wins early and often. You know, you may only get two down the stretch, but you know, looking through the first half, we thought September twenty third through. October seventh would be, you know, three wins. You, you'll you'll get one in Jonesboro, but I mean, 
What's Texas State going to do? They lost last week. Of course, we know what they did against Baylor. But, I mean, Old Dominion beat Lafayette last week. Mm-hmm. So, that's either they played up or or, uh, or ULL played down. But, I, you know, you those, those while still being in the probable win columns, they do kind of shift more towards a toss-up. Um, and you have got to win those. Or you might look up and, you know, only get four wins the whole season. Um, thirty fourth meeting all time is the bell cool? The the battle for the bell, is it is it a cool bell? Yeah, I mean it. It all, it reminds you a little bit of like the bell they use, kind of the the Liberty Bowl, like the the Liberty Bell. That's the, the type of trophy it is. But half of it's painted with two lane colors, half of it's painted Southern Miss colors. And you know, this goes way back even before you know I played at Southern Miss, and uh, so they picked it back up. They're in the middle of a four game. Um, stretch uh, it picks it back up in 26. Of course, you got an extra one in there because they played in the bowl game um, a few years back. Played in 2020, but yeah, they didn't play from from uh, like 2011 to uh, to 2019. So it was cool hearing you know some guys this week uh, talk about the battle for the bell because we we always talked about it back in the day. And since you know they're not in the same conference as you, and since it's, the games are spaced out, it still seemed as if uh, the People on the inside, I think Will Hall probably pushed this as well, trying to push back into Southern Miss history and say this is, you know, this has been a game that we play. This is the only game we play for an actual trophy and like a rivalry game. So I think it was it was cool this week to hear some guys really appreciate that because you felt like it had kind of been lost when they hadn't played in about a decade. Luke, what did you take from Ole Miss's win over Tulane last week in New Orleans that you think is applicable? This week, well, I mean, the first number that jumps out to you is that what Judkins averaged two point seven yards. You know, yeah. that that's what that's what jumps out at you, and so you're saying, okay, can can we run on this team? Um, and and that's a an Ole Miss team that is, that's been great on the ground and, and committed to the ground. Um, the other part is that the secondary is vulnerable, and. That you know might actually play into Southern Miss's strength. Um, you got to be more uh, effective, but you feel like that w- where where Billy Wiles will have just a little more time, the completions will be will be better. And even though he was beat up last week, I still feel like he had more confidence or had some more confidence going forward because he survived. You know, um, he. He uh, he was able to, to play the entire game, not just from a physical perspective, but to, to learn a lot. The, the other, yeah, going back to the Ole Miss game, I, I feel like they, they they can attack Tulane in the air. Um, I feel like they can uh, even getting some tight ends involved. You may see tomorrow a true freshman, Justin Reed, out of Georgia, kind of came to Southern Miss, flip from Georgia Tech to last spot. Emmett Cavallo is still out, so Justin Reed may get his first start of the year as a true freshman tomorrow at tight end. Um, so they're, they're going to have to, though, early on, try to figure out how to be creative with Frank Gore Jr. Second week in a row, obviously last week, with the, you didn't want to get him hurt in the second half. But, but they're going to have to put the ball in his hands. I mean, he, he just has not been getting a lot of touches. Kind of the game has dictated that. And so almost maybe have to be a little stubborn in the first half to try to run it a little more just to see if you can you know, do something that possibly almost didn't last week. And you know what's – I'm glad that you brought that up because are, are we in agreement that, that Frank Gore is the best player on the offensive side of the ball for Southern Miss? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. And would be on several teams. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. 
Well, I, br- I bring that up because I was uh, was on a coach's call earlier and, and had a coach. I, I was asking about a specific player, and I said, you know, kind of because of his unique skill set, do you sometimes find yourself trying to creatively find ways to get him the ball? He said, it's the first thing I do in our game planning every week. He said, and sometimes I go overboard with it, but we think this guy is such a dynamic playmaker that a large part of my early preparation going into game week is what are the ways that we are going to target him to get him touches to get the ball in his hands. I just wonder if Will Hall and his staff have done anything like that leading into this week. Yeah, I mean, they they tried to do it last week. It just didn't materialize. So what you saw last week was an attempt to get Frank in space, on the perimeter, you know, outside the tackles. And I think they'll, they'll go back to that tomorrow in a little different way. And, uh, you know, what's exciting, I always love games like this. I may mention this even Tuesday. They know each other so well, there's going to be something that nobody expects. And it's going to, there's going to be on both sides the perfect call at the perfect time because you not only know the tendencies, you know what's in that other dude's mind. And that's why I really love games like this. And, you know, hopefully Southern Miss can, can call the right thing at the right time and Frank can, can make a big play. Should be fun. Thanks so much, Will. Uh, Luke. We talked to Will last. Luke, you're Luke. Bye, Luke. All right, guys. Have a great weekend. We're back right after this on Sports Talk Mississippi. If it's sports in Mississippi, you'll hear about it here. Here. Sports Talk Mississippi. You like this show, huh? Yeah. Super Talk Mississippi. So there was some question as to whether or not Jalen Milrow, after his performance last week against Texas, was going to continue as the starter at Alabama. The answer appears to be no. It appears as if Alabama is making a change at quarterback. Sophomore Tyler Buckner is expected to start over Jalen Milrow when the 10th-ranked Crimson Tide play at South Florida in Tampa tomorrow That's according to Chris Lowe at ESPN. He transferred from Notre Dame, took the majority of the first-team reps in practice this week. (sighs) I have a question about this. Sure. How, How are they measuring success here? If Tyler Buckner goes out and plays and Alabama wins this game 49 to 10, is it like, okay, this is our guy? And if Jalen Milrow had gone out and played and Alabama had won 49 to 10, would it have been any different? That tells me this isn't it a switch. Make, Go ahead. I was going to say, it, it, it doesn't make any difference. This is not a game that Alabama is going to be troubled in. If they are, they've got far greater issues than we, we originally thought. So, yeah, they're not, I don't really know what they hope to learn in this. You know, I would expect Milrow, Buckner, or Simpson to to be equally successful in this game. So maybe it's just about maybe they're maybe they're actually just going to commit to this move. Buckner is going to be their guy, and this is about getting him game reps and getting him set for next weekend. That's what this tells me. They're not evaluating; they're preparing. That they're preparing him to play Ole Miss next week. 
getting him reps, things like that. Because USF is not Texas. I mean, so 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 if you're Ole Miss, the thing that you want more than anything is for tomorrow to look kind of blah with Tyler Buckner, so that Alabama's sitting back going, "Well, what the heck do we do now?" Like we were looking for him to take the reins, and like, now do we give Ty Simpson a try? Do we go back to Jalen Milrow? Do we just ride with Buckner? I mean, you would love for them to have some indecision. I would rather play uh, Buckner than Milrow. If if I'm Pete Golding, the guy that is not an electric athlete in space is the guy I'd rather face at quarterback. <laughs> Barrett Solis. I don't know if you guys saw this on Twitter or not. He says, here's the thing with this whole Tyler Buckner thing. Is he really an upgrade? I don't even smoke, but I needed a cigarette after watching him during that Notre Dame-South Carolina bowl game last year. For Nick Saban, a higher floor usually outweighs a higher ceiling. It's likely the reason why Milrow won the job in the first place. Plus, it's not like the Crimson Tide offensive line is a strength. In fact, it's been a liability more times than not over the last two-plus seasons. The move from Milrow to Buckner seems like more of a knee-jerk reaction than a permanent solution to Alabama's problems. Thoughts? My thought is they should have tried hard for Sam Hartman. <laughs> That's what they should have done. Um, so I saw the stat. Uh, Was it Clark Brooks, SEC stat cat? That guy delivers the goods every week when charting offense and quarterbacks. I mean, I know stats don't tell the whole story, but man, he gives you some valuable stuff. Milrow, 28% of Jaden Milrow's passes are uncatchable footballs. That's almost three out of every ten that come out of his hand. Will Rogers actually was not particularly good in that category either. He was like 21%. Um, Very not good there. But if you're Alabama, you think that you can win games, a lot of games, on don't screw it up, right? Traditionally. Usually. I mean, you know, Ole Miss fans are are all in on, yeah, we can beat Alabama next week, and it's like, eh, hold on a little bit. Their roster's better than yours. And so I wonder if Saban's not looking at this like, you know what? For as electric of an athlete as this guy is, I'd rather have somebody that's just kind of run the offense, hand the football off, not throw interceptions, and we'll line up and beat people on town alone and win games 17-14. to 14. And that's how we'll have success moving forward. I don't know, but maybe he thinks he can just out-talent people and don't screw it up. Yeah, maybe. What do you make of it, hey, Dad? I think, first off, you know what Alabama is doing offensively is not – what was ever going to suit Jalen Milrow. Uh, you know, that guy's an athlete. He wants to run the football. I think he would have been a lot better off if, if somehow Lane Kiffin or Steve Starkeesian were still there. They would have found ways. You know, this goes back to the discussion we had back when Tommy Reese was hired. It's like, why? Why is this guy, what has this guy done to get the, the keys to the kingdom at, at Alabama? Um, and then we'll see, you know, as far as making the change goes, I mean, as sort of what Borky said, but I mean, Buckner was not a very impressive quarterback at Notre Dame. Now, obviously, you're going to upgrade the talent around him. Maybe that'll help some, but 
It's just it's just yeah, really it's odd like how chopped liver at Notre Dame. I mean, he had the best tight end. That's in true, America. but he had it's, pieces. it's just weird that coming off of Hertz, Tagovailoa, whose name I can't pronounce. I'm sorry if I butchered. Who was that? Uh, yeah, Tua. Let's go with Tua. Hertz, Tua, Hurt, and then uh, Mac Jones, and then Bryce Young. That's four really good quarterbacks back to back to back to back. And this is where Alabama is. They couldn't find a, another five star guy that actually panned out. It's well, really well, weird. Hold on, now. Hold on now. They they've got two five star quarterbacks on the roster in in Milrow that and panned out. Yeah, that panned out. They didn't develop them. You know. And I mean, part of that know. is, is because that not the rest of us finally catching a break. It's like I mean, not everybody has every well, single five star hit, but they've just been like may, Nazi for maybe the last a good part decade. Uh, maybe a good part of that is that Kiffin and uh, and Sarkeesian are gone, and you replace them with you know Brian Dayball, who's a good NFL coach. I don't know how much of a developer he is. Bill O'Brien is a, an NFL coach. He's not much of a developer. And now you've got Tommy Reese in there. Well, hold on. Now. Bryce Young was pretty good under those two guys. I yeah, mean, but Bryce Young the, was the number one number one quarterback in the, in the country coming out of high school. If Bill O'Brien was still at Alabama, they'd be getting more out of their quarterbacks right now. If he didn't leave, if, if he agree. didn't go to the Patriots, they'd he'd be getting more. He's got, a, I mean, a history of it, a track record that spans... I, I'm just calling into Bill O'Brien was a, a GM and a head coach that won the division four times in the NFL. He resurrected Penn State after. Don't don't don't, don't mention his GM stuff. That's how he destroyed that franchise. Because a coach, he's okay. But he was the general manager of a four-time division winner. I, and then he and then that he can't destroyed be dismissed. Them. Sure, he can. He destroyed the franchise on his way out the door. He traded away their top guys for nothing. Bad football coaches Look at them don't now. win divisions four times. They just don't. Uh-uh. You, 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 there's, a, there's a line between Bill O'Brien, the football coach, and Bill O'Brien, the general manager. Bill O'Brien, the football coach, is a good football coach. Brian, Bill O'Brien, the general manager, is okay, garbage. But, but you're not a general manager at Alabama. You're a football coach. No, you're not. You're not. And I thought offensively, I mean, you saw it last year. Bryce Young carried them at times. Who they they, was they stopped having by Bill O'Brien. <laughs> I just don't have. A, I don't think that the development was the reason for that. The guy was a hugely talented player coming out of high school, more so than Ty Simpson, more so than Jalen Milrow. Just enjoying the volley back and forth yeah. between you two. Yeah. Reasonable minds can disagree. It happens from uh, from time to time. It shouldn't surprise you that Mac Jones immediately looked better in one game after an offseason being coached by Bill O'Brien versus what they were doing with him before. It shouldn't surprise you. I guess. So anyway, Tyler Buckner is going to play quarterback for Alabama. What's that going to look like this weekend? What's it going to look like next weekend? Well, that's when we're really worried about it, when Ole Miss hosts Alabama next week. What's that position going to look like? There's another thing that we will spend some time talking about next week as it pertains to Ole Miss and Alabama. How does Lane Kiffin walk the tightrope of making sure that his team is fired up and ready to play against a traditional power and not making the game bigger than just one game? That That is a subject that we have to explore next week. Uh, not this week, though. We will not do that this week. This week, we will try to get you set for the games that are uh, are coming up. One game that we have not talked a whole lot about this week, 
did early, maybe Monday, I guess it was Tuesday. This this Tennessee Florida game. I, I'm fascinated. The swamp will be rocking. I mean, a night game in Gainesville is really good stuff, and it will be on fire tomorrow night for a 7 o'clock local time kickoff. There are a lot of people that are picking Florida to win this game. Does this game look... I'm not doing that again. Does nah. this... It's like, <laughs> I'm one lunch bed is enough, I'm out. I'm, I'm done with Florida. T- tapped out, you got me. Um, does this game look a little... Like their game against Utah did to start last season. Kind of low scoring, kind of ugly, kind of back and forth. Florida rides the momentum of a crowd and wins it late. They don't have Anthony Richardson. We'll see. Back to Sports Talk Mississippi. On Super Talk Mississippi. Sports Talk Mississippi with you. Welcome back. Streaming at supertalk.fm and Supertalk TV. Thanks for being with us at the Pearl River Resort Studio. Time for us to go to the Farm Bureau guest line. Check out favorites.com and go with the home team, Mississippi Farm Bureau, our favorite. Bruce Marshall joins us right now. If you haven't checked out Bruce's new website, we would encourage you to do that. BAM Sports, B-A-M, as in Bruce A. Marshall, BAM Sports. Dot net. There's uh, all kinds of cool stuff there, and if you want picks, you can uh, you can get picks while you are there as well. Good Friday afternoon, Mister Marshall. Hey, Rich, how you doing? The uh, those Alabama guys do the shows down there. They think that's like an Alabama website, but I kept the A off. But just B A M is good. But uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to this weekend, and uh, um, even though next weekend is going to be a real blockbuster, but uh, this should be okay this weekend too. Yeah, so does a weekend like this that doesn't pit any top 25 teams against each other and is one of those weekends that people are like, yeah, I don't know, it's not a great study of games, does that provide opportunity and value for you as you look at games? I think so. I mean, like every weekend, I mean, sometimes those high-profile games, I mean, there's, you know, we all know everything about those teams, so there's oftentimes not as much value, but... You know, it's still there every week. Most of those teams are still in action this week. Um, and there's value you can find any week. So with all these games, I mean, we've got to be able to pick a few out of this bunch. And, um, you know, sometimes these sort of weeks surprise us. So um, I'm looking forward to tomorrow for sure. College football always delivers. That is uh, that is without debate. Let, let's start in Starkville. 11 a.m. kickoff tomorrow. Coming right out of college game day, you got Mississippi State and LSU. Uh, the Bulldogs threw the ball a total of 17 times in an overtime win last week against Arizona. We saw LSU in week one get destroyed by a really, really good Florida State, and then we saw LSU destroy Grambling last week. I don't know that that game told us anything. What do we know here, Bruce? We've got LSU as a nine-and-a-half-point favorite and a total of 54. I am wondering... Uh, and watching Mississippi State, I mean, it's obviously they're doing things differently on offense uh, this year. Um, and I don't think Mike Wright is hurt, um, but I'm wondering if this is the game where Zach Arnett unleashes him 
uh, because he only had one touch last week, and he had five the first week, gained 17 yards per. But I think he's sort of the secret weapon. We know what he did at Vanderbilt last year. Um, and unless, and even in the summer, I mean, when I asked uh, Coach Arnett about that in Nashville at SEC Media Days, he says, yeah, we're going to use Wright a lot. We're going to move him around on the slot. We're going to put him in a wing back. We're going to run a change of pace with him at quarterback. So unless he's worried about hurting Will's feelings, um, I would suggest, and if, if you're only going to run it, you're only going to throw it 17 times, so well, you better play right some more. Uh, I hope, I hope, maybe, I don't think he's hurt. So as long as he's not hurt, maybe this is where he unleashes him. This is the game last year that I thought LSU sort of turned its season around. It was the fourth quarter of that game, right about this point in the calendar when uh, the Bulldogs had a 16-10 lead down in Baton Rouge, and then uh, LSU scored three times in the fourth quarter. Uh, this, so, I mean, the trajectory thus far for LSU, they lost that opener last year to Florida State, too. They then began to put it together. Um I think they probably win this game. I think they found enough last week. The offense finally got some confidence going, even if it was against Grambling. Um, and it still looks like this whole Mississippi State thing is a little bit of a work in progress with the new offense and, and with Coach Arnett. But I would be very uncomfortable laying this many points at LSU on the road because there have been times the defense hasn't looked all that great. And even Grambling was moving the ball in the first half last week pretty good. And we know what Florida State did in the opener. So a 30 to 24 LSU. I think the Tigers win this thing, but maybe not cover over a touchdown. Looks a little bit heavy to lay for me on the road with LSU. And that's got you. That's got you right on the total. So I don't hear a strong lean one way or the other on that uh, on that 54 number. Yeah, I think it'll go right. I think it'll be right there. If, if Mississippi State can slow the games down like it wants, it might have trouble getting over that. So we'll see. Okay. Um, Kansas State at Missouri intrigues me. Uh, this one is in Columbia. Uh, it is expected to be a big crowd. Kansas State is a favorite. It's down to three and a half. That one's moved a little bit. Why, why is that? Who, who, what are you thinking here? I'm hoping maybe because I leaned to Mizzou a little bit. Maybe that influenced okay. it, but I don't think that's the case. I think, you know, it's... <laughs> How big a Kansas play did State. you make, Bruce? I mean, I don't know. Well, you know, it wasn't a really big play. I, leaned, I did lean to Mizzou, um, and I, I just think maybe it's the marketplace, Rich, having a little bit of trouble buying into Kansas State. They're just not that flashy. They're just good. And Howard at quarterback, I like him a lot, and they, they started off really beating Troy the way they did last week. was very impressive because Troy, Troy uh, you know, Troy had that long win streak come in there, and that was a very impressive. I, But I think Mizzou's got a chance here. Um, it, well, Eli... Now, last year they got smoked in the Manhattan. It was 40-12. to 12. But they were playing last year. Brady Cook was playing with a sore shoulder much of last year. And he's looked better thus far. Now, the first game, he looked really good in the first half against South Dakota. Eli took him out in the second half, and Sam Horn, the redshirt freshman, did not look good. Last week, they started to sit on that lead a little too early against Middle Tennessee, and that turned into a real scrap. Um, but I, I think this is the game they've sort of been pointing for. At uh, in Columbia, and I like Eli coming up with some different twists, like he did in the Georgia game last year. He had he had Kirby really scrambling in that game. Uh, Cook, I think, is better off this year than he was a year ago, and that's that's a right that's a decent defense they've got at Mizzou. So I'm going to call the upset here. It's a slight upset, 24-22 Mizzou. This dates back. This is an old Big Eight Big Twelve matchup. I am old enough to remember 
1969 game, which was one of the best games in nice. Big 8 history. It was yeah. 41-38. Lynn Dickey was the quarterback at K-State, and that was a great Orange Bowl team that Dan Devine had at Mizzou. So maybe not that wild and high scoring, but I think close. And I sort of like Eli getting over a field goal here. I think the Tigers might be worth a look. Georgia Tech and Ole Miss in Oxford. Last year it was 42 to nothing on the flats. Ole Miss got the win. This was a big number early in the week. Still a big number, but it has trended down throughout the course of the week. Opened at about 20. It is currently at 18. Too big of a number for Ole Miss in this game, or is that about right? I think it's still too big, and I, I like Georgia Tech a lot, although I cannot take credit for this move because a lot of people I've talked to this week out here in Vegas like Georgia Tech as well. Okay. We saw the, you know, Ole Miss last week caught a break. Pratt didn't play. I didn't know at this time when I was on the show last week that he wasn't going to play for Tulane. Um, none of us did, and then they, he didn't play. And uh, Ole Miss, that was, they still had a real scrap, and that's a very deceiving score. They ran a fumble back in the last minutes. Um, they couldn't run the ball too well last week. Um, so, and, and, and so this is, uh, that was not that easy a game. I think Georgia Tech's a team to watch. Right after, you're right, last year that was right before they fired Collins, and they lost again the next week against uh, Malzahn, and they fired him. But um, Brent Key has come in there, and he, Darney, I mean, he's done better than Collins. His first game, they went and they went down up to Pitt. He's a big underdog, and they won. They also won outright at North Carolina as a huge yeah. dog later in the year. Mm-hmm. Watch this quarterback. It's Haynes King. Remember him? He was the guy Texas A&M was talking about two years ago. Unfortunately, got hurt in that opener in 21. Last year was in there. I don't know that he was fully back from the knee injury last year. He was playing. But I do know he looks a lot better now for Georgia Tech than he ever did at Texas A&M. Take that, Jimbo. Um, you know, it, <laughs> they've got him cooking. He's been responsible for seven TDs the first two games. And I think Georgia Tech hangs around in this game. 34-24 Ole Miss. I think they win, but I think Georgia Tech covers this thing comfortably and uh, maybe makes Ole Miss sweat it out like uh, they had to do more than that score suggested last week versus Tulane. All right, we'll see how that one plays out. We've got two minutes left, Bruce. I would love if uh, if you would give me a game that you love and uh, also a thought on uh, Coach Prime Mania and that big number that Colorado is laying at home against Colorado State. I'll give you two that I like here, plus Colorado and CSU. Georgia Southern, very interesting tomorrow, plus about 20 up at Wisconsin. Did you know Luke Fickle has only covered three of his last 15 games against the spread at Cincy and Wisconsin? 0-2 at Wisconsin. You're getting about 20 with uh, Clay Helton up there. The last time he took Georgia Southern into the Big Ten, he beat Scott Frost in Nebraska, and Frost lost his job after the game. So I don't think Fickle's in any danger of that. But he's got Davis Brin. Tulsa transfer, a real gunslinger at quarterback. I think uh, Georgia Southern stays within 20 tomorrow. Uh, Cincinnati's worth a look, I think, against Miami. Oh, it's a, it's a local rivalry. They're about 30, 35 miles apart. They haven't lost to Miami since 05. Big game regionally there. Uh, Satterfield's got Emory Jones at quarterback. Remember two years ago, he was in Florida playing ahead of Anthony Richardson, but just his luck. He was there when that Dan Mullen regime unraveled. Goes to Arizona State right when the Herm Edwards regime unravels. He's got one more shot. He lands at Cincy. He's looked really good the last two weeks. Uh, accounted for nine TDs. And we saw Miami O get plastered down at uh, Miami, Florida a couple weeks ago. So I'm going to lay the 14 or so with uh, Cincy. As far as Coach Prime, I am all on all in with, with Colorado. Um, and, and because you, you saw them 
I mean, they're bloodthirsty, too. They were trying to jam in touchdowns late, up four TDs against uh, Nebraska late last week. Uh, no love lost, apparently, with uh, Prime and uh, Jay Norvell the other way uh, from the comments this week, which Prime has sort of taken out of context, but what the heck. Yeah, we got his team fired up. <laughs> and 45-15 Colorado. And Ooh. next two weeks, Oregon-USC coming up for Colorado. It's going to get really exciting in Boulder. Bruce, you're the best. Thanks, as always, for your time. Check out the website, bamsports.net. You can also get Bruce, uh, Bruce's picks at uh, Don Best. Thank you, my friend. Look forward to talking to you soon. Thanks, Rich. Bruce Marshall on the Farm Bureau guest line. You can be a part of Sports Talk Mississippi. 888-808-8637 on Super Talk Mississippi. A text message from a friend that said, Rich, I love Bruce Marshall. He's just the best. And and it, the, our time is too short with Bruce. He's so thorough in talking about his games. It's like we could shorten those up and talk about like four or five more games. But I guess if you want those, you can uh, you can get his picks at bamsports.net. Thanks for being with us this afternoon. Sports Talk Mississippi, Pearl River Resort Studio. Let's set up our viewing guide for tomorrow, okay? You, you've got the uh, you got the 11 a.m. So let, let's just assume that um, we want to go with a two TV setup or a three TV setup. Three. I want to go to the game. Yeah, well, That's how I want. I, I, I'm aware, but but for the sake of this exercise, let's pretend that you're sitting in your lazy boy that you enjoy so much, your recliner. <sighs> And you have a Next weekend. large television in front of you. Are we just going to oh, go a no. single alternate screen for each time window? Two, yeah. TV, okay, so two. two. Two TVs total. Yeah. Two TVs yeah. total. A main one, and if you got a second one, great. Some people will put like an iPad in their lap, you know, an alternate. Two is right, a good so, number. All right, so we know that 11 a.m. LSU Mississippi State is getting the big screen. That's getting the main screen. That's the one you're watching most closely. Your options for other games on the second TV. Florida State at Boston College. Yeah. Yeah. Penn, Penn State at Illinois. Maybe for a little while. Is that while. big nude? It's big nude. Okay. Kansas State at Missouri. That's probably going to start. Probably on where too. I'm going. Yeah. Uh, a couple of other options. Louisville at Indiana. Probably not. No. Uh <laughs> Uh, just not a lot else. Okay. So let's go to the 2.30 central time window. So games that start in that 2.30 to 3 o'clock window. You got South Carolina, Georgia on CBS. That's screen one. For sure? Well, for me it would be because I want to see South Carolina. For for at least a while, yeah. For a little while. Yeah. Alabama, South Florida. Is that is that yeah. getting screened too? Because now, well, but but you got a different quarterback now. 
kind of interested. I, it is, it's not a game, though. It's not a good game. What I'm going to do, I, I, this is exactly what I'm going to do. Georgia, South Carolina is getting TV1. Minnesota, North Carolina is getting TV2. And I will pull out my phone and watch some of the first few series of Buckner with Alabama. I was I was going to get to those other games, but okay. I agree. Minnesota, North Carolina is probably screen two, at least for a little while. The colors are just so pretty when North Carolina has a home game. Stands and the sky and the uniforms and although I did think their powder on their their Carolina blue on Carolina blue on Carolina blue in the opener against South Carolina was a a bit much. Do, do you have that thought or no? No issues. Let's fast forward to the night window. Uh, six o'clock kickoff. You going Florida, Tennessee on the big screen? Uh, for thirty minutes. Okay, and at six thirty, you are changing to what? Ole Miss, Georgia Tech. The the other team that we cover regularly on this show. <laughs> the, the game I feel like I need to know more about. Yes. So you're, so you're going to start out Florida, at six. Florida, Tennessee moves over. So, so that, yeah. that, that, that's it. So you, you go big screen for the first yeah. half hour. It slides over a screen, yeah. and Ole Miss Georgia Tech goes to the main screen. Yeah. Yeah, there you go. Oh, you guys, it, you just you just love the little jab, 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 jab. Richard said something that was stupid. Let's jab, 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 jab. I'm only well, going to have may, one screen in front of me while I'm doing a game, and it will have the Ole Miss Georgia Tech game on it. I promise. Make, make it less easy. Okay. All right. <laughs> you also have BYU-Arkansas tomorrow night. You you hang that curveball. I'm gonna swing at it. I understand. I understand. It might it might necessitate a third screen for the evening session. Yeah. If you want to you want to keep up with BYU Arkansas. You know what would be hilarious? Syracuse and Purdue at six thirty tomorrow night. Also. Ooh ooh yeah. no. No. Did you pay for that NBC? A lot. <laughs> a whole lot. Uh, funny outcomes this weekend, though. What I'm hoping happens, I don't think it's going to happen, but Colorado State being Colorado would be hilarious. It's going to be... You're a hater. You don't believe. Oh, I I believe that I will laugh my tail off at midnight in my home office at Colorado losing that game where the whole team was gifted sunglasses to wear today, and they go out there and they lose with all this hype. I would laugh, and then Texas, after beating Alabama and everybody declaring that they are back Losing to uh, Wyoming at home would also be a spend a few minutes laughing result. I think you have too much anger in your heart, Porky. Laughing? It would be hilarious. It would be so funny to watch Texas lose to Wyoming a week after beating Alabama and declaring themselves back. That would be so funny. I don't know if Texas actually declared themselves back. I think everybody else did. No, they, I don't know if Texas themselves did it this time. It feels like, not, forget fans and stuff, the team's attitude, different. And that, how do you quantify that? You can't, but it feels like I guess, they've I got, got the mentality. They got some dudes now. Let Less pretty boys and more dogs on that, that Texas team. 5 o'clock hour coming dogs. up. College football no fix cats. is next. Sports Talk Mississippi, covering your Mississippi team with live reports from games and practices, plus exclusive interviews. Weekday afternoons starting at 3 on supertalk.fm, the Supertalk Mississippi app, and always live on your local Supertalk Mississippi radio station. I pull 
regular pump, I was feeling quite at ease. I rolled out my window and told the man, if the sense were please. Then I jumped my partner with his trusty pellet gun. I said, boy, this is a holdup. Keep a pump in and don't Five o'clock hour on this Friday. Welcome to the weekend. Sports Talk Mississippi with you in the Pearl River Resort Studios alongside Brian Haydad and Michael Borky. I'm Richard Cross. Good to be with you. You can join us on the ceasefire text line, 601-879-4395. That's 601-879-4395. Whether you're looking for the best in wireless. By the way, I have a story. Uh, the best in wireless, the best in home internet, or the best in business IT. Ceasefire's got you covered. Learn more at ceasefire.com. So, truth of the matter is, companies evolve, right? Over time. And Not there Blockbuster, was a, but most of them. There was a time when Ceasefire's coverage, which was unsurpassed in Mississippi, it was less good when you got out of the state. Like there were there would be spots where it felt like other carriers had coverage and you couldn't get it on Ceasefire. But it was so good when you were home it didn't make sense to to switch. Well, boys and girls, ladies and gentlemen, children of all ages, that time is so far in the rearview mirror you can't see it. So, you know I travel a lot. Phone service never an issue traveling with ceasefire and let me tell you how never an issue it is last week i was in syracuse new york syracuse big city one hundred and fifty thousand or so you know very metropolitan e not new york city but you understand what i'm saying um the wireless internet inside the jma wireless dome ironically was horrible awful I had YouTube TV pulled up on my iPad, had my computer with game stuff on it, and my iPad was over here, and I had YouTube TV, and it was like, I was going to try and keep an eye on the Ole Miss Tulane game. Snap happens, freezes, 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 freezes. Just over and over. It's impossible. I finally just turned it off. And at halftime, I said, we'll try something. And so I pulled up the personal hotspot on my C Spire phone, Connected it to my iPad, crystal clear HD, never buffered for the entire second half of the game, and I'm 2,000 miles from Oxford. It's worth it. Ceasefire. Customer inspired. Um, let's get into a little college football fix. College Football Fix is driven by Ford and your local Mississippi Ford dealers. Log on to buyfordnow.com. Find out why the best-selling trucks are built Ford Tough. You can test drive one at your local Mississippi Ford dealer today. It is time for two questions. Yeah, we'll start in Starkville. Mississippi State absolutely must do this if they want to pull the upset over the Tigers tomorrow. You've seen Friday Night Lights, right? Both of you. The movie or the, the TV movie? show? The movie. Oh yeah. Yeah, Borky. Absolutely. Can, can you be perfect? Hmm. I mean, I state could maybe get away with one mistake. 
two and they're going to lose. They've got to play as clean as they can. Penalties, turnovers, missed assignments at the absolute minimum. This LSU team is just more talented than they are, and they will take advantage. That's what happened last year. State was in control of the game, then boom, big mistake, you fumble a punt, and the game is over. LSU can jump on you just that quick. So how long can State go without making the big mistake? They can't make more than one. 60 minutes for the rest of your life? Forget that. Let's play 60 minutes for the next 60 minutes. Leave it all out there. We'll see the tweeter end zone dance. No. Mississippi State has... Hey, Dad, you may have nailed it. Is that unfair to say they got to play a perfect game? Yes, it's. A, I think that's nah. LSU in, has in upset situations. In upset situations, you can't. The, the underdog can't make mistakes. You got to capitalize on the other team's mistakes. Mississippi State has to take advantage of what LSU has demonstrated as a weak spot on that defense. They've got to test the back end of the defense. They've got to test the secondary. That means they've got to push the ball down the field with some amount of regularity, and there's another piece that goes into that. To be able to do that, Mississippi State's offensive line has to be really, really good against far and away the best defensive line that they have faced in this short season. So I know that sounded like more than one thing. It was actually just one thing with some other stuff interconnected. Got to take advantage of LSU's seeming weakness, which is the back end of their defense. Uh, score without offense. And it doesn't necessarily have to be like return for touchdown, defensive touchdown, but uh, help your offense out in the field position game. Do you get a long kickoff return that gives you a short field that leads to an easier touchdown? It doesn't necessarily have to be get a pick six and return a kickoff for a touchdown, but help your offense score in other ways. In the return game, special teams, Punts, even that kind of stuff. You you can neutralize the the talent gap if you're successful in those kind of ways. And state is really good at returning kicks. Obviously, I mean they they've got the guy that can change the course of a game. Returning a kick, if he does that, can really help. Hey, Dad, I have received a suggestion. A suggestion mm. for the um, for for the egg bowl bet. Hmm. It involves a whipped cream bikini for the loser. God, nobody wants that. Oh, I don't know. I don't know. That'd be something. No. It would be something. It would be. Forky question number two. The real two. loser has to apply it to the winner. That's the real loser. Question number two. What can they not do? Um, they can't run it back from last week. And I mean, run it back is a literal term there. They, they cannot play offense the way they played it last week. They have to be more aggressive. They have to throw the ball down the field. What we were told the Kevin Barbe offense is, we have to start seeing it tomorrow. Um, they can't play the helmet on the other side. 
Right? I mean, ne- never mind that LSU's dominated the series. Never mind that State had a, a lead in the fourth quarter a year ago and LSU ran away. You, you're not playing the helmet. You're not playing the tradition. You're not playing the logo. You're playing this LSU team. And State can't get wrapped up in anything else. They still have to run the ball. Maybe that. Maybe they got to throw it more. they got to run the ball. You're going to have to run it effectively if you don't want those defensive guys to pin their ears back and just go get you. You got to neutralize Harold Perkins to some degree. You, you got to kind of take pretty good stock of Smith and Wingo on the line. I mean, stuff that's got to happen, but you're just playing those guys. You're not playing anything other than the 11 that are on the other side of the field. You can't let Jaden Daniels break contain. If if you keep him in the pocket and he beats you with his arm and and doesn't run at all and, and just throws all over you, then tip your hat. But you can't let him break contain and beat you with his legs. He, he's capable of doing that. Delora did that uh, less so than what Daniels will do if you give him the green space uh, last week. You can't let that happen. I, I'm, this state defense forced five turnovers last week. Objectively good. Held Arizona mostly off the scoreboard in regulation and in overtime. You're not going to get away with it by letting Daniels break contain and have green space in front of him because he'll take advantage of it and he'll beat you. He's not going to throw three interceptions on three consecutive series to start the game. It's not going to happen that way this week. If you keep him in the pocket and force him to just throw and throw and throw and throw and throw, you got a chance. If you don't, you probably don't. Something to do that. But, man, it's easier said than done, though. Oh, it is. Because he's so dynamic with his legs. And it's smooth. It, it, it really is. Should we start Ole Miss here? Uh, yeah, time? quickly. Uh, you know, heavy favorites, three touchdown favorites, a little less. Uh, what do they absolutely have to do with a minute left? Uh, I got to play clean football tomorrow. Don't give it away. Don't turn it over. Don't give Georgia Tech hope. And they've got to. They got to run the ball. Got to get that run game going. And that's not like a just for this week thing. It's yes, that needs to happen to aid into this victory. But it's about building on that going forward. Produce with your tight ends. Prescorn probably still a week away. You know, Trigg showed some things last week, but tight ends can really be useful in the running game. But the two they're currently playing have not been. Uh, so can they be effective and help there and also be a uh, bigger factor in the offense? may not matter this weekend, but you want to start seeing that moving forward as the schedule gets a lot more difficult. We will uh, take a quick time out. We've got a Food Friday coming up. We'll also wrap up two questions when we come back with you. Sports Talk Mississippi in the Pearl River Resort Studio. Sports Talk Mississippi, covering your Mississippi teams with live reports from the games and practices, plus exclusive interviews with coaches, players, and legends from the past. Sports Talk Mississippi on Super Talk Mississippi. Mississippi brought to you in part by Genteel Apparel. Genteel is the official apparel provider of Sports Talk Mississippi. We've been telling you for a while that you can go to their website, genteelapparel.com, and get whatever it is that you like. I mean, golf shirts, shorts, pants, outerwear, they've got the whole gamut. But we've told you specifically about the collegiate collection, Mississippi stuff, Ole Miss stuff. But look, if 
you're looking for a genteel polo to wear this weekend, and you don't have one. You're in Oxford, you can go to Landry's on the Oxford Square. You're in Starkville, you can go to Reed's in Starkville and grab genteel shirts, golf shirts, pullovers with the logos that you are looking for from Ole Miss or Mississippi State and look your best in the Grove or the Junction in Vaught-Hemingway or at Davis Wade Stadium. And again, genteelapparel.com. Let's finish up two questions. So we did what Ole Miss absolutely has to do to win. Borky, the other side of that. And what can they absolutely not do? What's yours? Well, the the free space is get beat up on the line of scrimmage. Uh, That's the free space. That's the thing we've talked about all week. That is the most important thing. So um, kind of elementary also, but avoid a letdown. Like we said yesterday, Alabama's next week. They all know that. They are human beings. They know who they play next week. They also know they, they've watched the film and they've practiced, and, and I know Georgia Tech's better, and I'm sure the coaches have had their attention all week, but it, it's probably easy to be looking to what you're going after next Saturday as opposed to this one. Perhaps, And yeah. letdown is not just like kind of playing poorly, but – Dart can't throw a couple of bad interceptions. You know, you can't have a fumble in here, bad penalties, blowing assignments, that kind of stuff. If they are sharp, they're focused, and they don't shoot themselves in the foot, there's very little Georgia Tech should be able to do that will beat them. So it's more about just kind of being within yourself and being focused and playing clean football. And if you do that, you will win. You may not win by five touchdowns or whatever, but you'll win the game. Ole Miss cannot regress defensively. Um, played a pretty good first game, right? They gave up the big run early against Mercer and then did a really nice job the rest of the way. Last week, after uh, a little bit of a rocky start and some bigger plays for Tulane, Ole Miss closed that game on a 30-3 to run, and everybody focuses on the 30 side of it, which is what the Ole Miss offense did, but it's the three on the other side of it. They only allowed three points in, uh, what, the last 30 30- four minutes or so of that ballgame. So don't take a step back defensively. Continue to tackle well. Be locked in in the secondary. Try and get some pressure up front. And I think play a lot of guys. It feels like that uh, is important to try to continue to grow that depth. So that's what Ole Miss absolutely cannot do. Those are your two questions for the Bulldogs and the Rebels. It's time right now for a Food Friday. Just in case there was any music, I was just going to let it let it try, but we're not there Still yet. Still no music. Uh, Food Friday, least. presented by Polk's Meat Products. Polk'sMeat.com, that's their website. Uh, you can get great recipes, you can check out merchandise, and uh, see all of the products that they've got available to you. But the big thing is when you go to the grocery store, when you're shopping, make sure that you are putting Polk's Meat Products in your basket. Or if you don't grab a basket, just carry them in your hand to the register and pay for them and then take them home. You will love them. Whether it's the Cajun smoked sausage or the garlic and green onion or the original smoked sausage or the original beef smoked sausage, they got you covered at Polk's. No buts about it, folks. Picky people pick Polk's. Brian Haydad, what are you doing this weekend for food? I thought you were going to say Friday. I was like, I'm not doing anything for Friday. It's, it'll be Sunday. Uh, I was going to make it real quick because I'm, I'm doing a, a Cajun chicken and sausage pasta. So we'll just leave it at that. But we have a surprise, gentlemen, for us. Okay. One of our great listeners, uh, Paige down in Wesson, just came by the studio here. 
Uh, if you want to, when I show you these products, you're going to want to buy them. So you go to Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok and search for Paige and Co. Flowers, P-A-I-G-E. She just brought us all a big box of custom-made hot sauces. Now, I'm going to be doling out next week when we meet up in New Albany for our remote. And I've already picked out one for me, one for Borky, and one for Richard. So for Borky, I'm going to show this here to the camera, you're going to get the Stay Golden Pineapple Habanero Sauce. Oh, yeah. Because you're a big gold Adonis. Yeah. Richard... I can't believe this is the title of this, but this is a habanero honey lime hot sauce called Talk to Me Goose. Nice. Yes. That's yours. And then for me, it's a, mm. I don't know, man. Sounds good. This is a habanero smoke hot sauce. It's called My Hat Blew Off, Daddy. I can't resist a Smokey and the <laughs> Bandit reference. So we got a bunch more in here that I'll I'll sort through and I'll get the duplicates and all that and I'll bring these to New Albany next week uh, when you and I are there for the uh, Tallah is it the Tallahatchie River Festival is that what yes, it is that is correct all right that is correct so we got we got a bunch of but she also gave us uh, there's some some notes in here for us Robbie Falk got a note as well so I'm gonna leave him one. there's a dill pickle jalapeno hot sauce I'm gonna oh make sure gosh. he gets one of those there's a few of those if you want one Borky I'll I make do. sure you get one. Right. I love Dill. So, Beautiful. so shout out to Paige and Weston. She really Thanks, hooked Paige. us up today. That's uh, it's very cool. Appreciate Aside that from very much. giving one to Robbie, other than that, thank you, thank you very much. I don't know if Robbie deserves <laughs> that, but you know, it, it's all right. Well, she's a big Thunder. She's a Bulldog. She's a big Thunder and Lightning fan. So, all right, Bork, you got uh, you got dogs and tigers at eleven in the morning. You got rebels and yellow jackets at six thirty tomorrow night. You got Southern Miss middle of the afternoon. There's not necessarily a ton of time to just sit around the grill, but there's time. There's time, and the weather's nice enough to where, like, cooking outside and, like, bringing the iPad with me out there and, and watching games while stuff's going on on the grill, it's a little hot, but 90 is fine when you're doing this. So I've decided... Uh, little guy loves uh, buffalo. Really, anything. Uh, I mean, for an almost four-year-old, he'll eat hot stuff like hot sauce. He doesn't mm-hmm. mind it. Uh, he he actually okay. likes it. So what I'm going to do is just your typical like game day buffalo chicken dip. But I'm going to to smoke it. I'm going to smoke the chicken before I shred it. So I'm going to do a a drunk chicken, smoke that, shred it, mix it up with the cream cheese and, and the buffalo sauce and all that. Top it with cheese and then put that on the smoker until it's yeah. done. So I'm going to kind of double smoke a, a buffalo chicken dip, and he's going to love it because a three-year-old loves hot stuff. So uh, I'll be doing that tomorrow. I like it. I like it. Uh, I am headed to Houston, Texas in a matter of minutes, like three of them. And so it's going to be hard to, uh, hard to cook. And, and when I get home on Sunday, Jane's leaving. So... I don't know what the kids and I are going to do Sunday night. We will either do burgers or steaks on the grill, depending on what they want. Steaks, probably. Or we will go out to eat on Sunday night, and and that would probably be headed to Taylor Grocery for some catfish. Not not entirely sure yet, though. So, um, I'm taking the weekend off from the grill. It's a little disappointing, actually. It's actually a lot disappointing. I'm going to have to live by... Hey, Dad, go back. You said earlier, what was the pasta? 
You were doing Cajun chicken and sausage. Cajun chicken and sausage. Very cool. Which, of course, will be Polk's Cajun smoked sausage. Of course. Uh, Kyle says it is homemade taco Friday night where he is. Price says he's got a Friday night shrimp boil going on. Man, Price's setup looks great there. Price, is that at your house or is that like a deer camp? Or... He's got the, the big burner with the big pot and he's got the shrimp going in. He's got some onions and some lemons and whatever on his countertop. Just a really cool looking setup though. Looks like a place where you could ride four wheelers and hang out and just have a big old shoot some guns if you wanted to do that. You could, uh, you could do that. Let's see. We got any, uh, we got anything else? We got anything else that has come in on the ceasefire text line? Oh, somebody said they were going to restaurant Tyler tonight. Hey, Deb. Get the crawfish dip, get the pork chop, get the stuffed pancake. You'll thank me later. Stuffed pancake. Is that like a uh like a That's like a crepe, man. That's one of them little thin them thin pancakes, man. It's like a crepe. Okay. A crepe. Very good. Oh, Dwayne and Brandon doing uh, rockfish from Alaska with corn on the cob and cube sweet potatoes. And we got some smoked ribeyes that are happening tonight as well. Thanks to all of you for participating, as always, in Food Friday. Food Friday is brought to you by Polk's. You can find them online at polksmeat.com. When you go to the grocery store, make sure you're looking in the meat section for that bright yellow label with the royal blue, kind of the little darker royal blue Polks on it, trimmed in red. No buts about it, folks. Picky people pick Polks. Enjoy your weekend, whether it's uh, headed for a, a tailgate or out to eat or you're going to your own grill, whatever the setup is, we hope you enjoy your food Friday and your food weekend. Hey, Dad and Borky are going to carry you the rest of the way. They're going to make some picks and uh, wrap this bad boy up. I'm headed to uh, Texas for a rice game tomorrow. Uh Sports Talk Mississippi in the Pearl River Resort Studio. Back after this. This, this is Sports Talk Mississippi right here on supertalk.fm, the Super Talk Mississippi app, and always live on your local Super Talk Mississippi radio station. Richard's workday ended a little bit earlier than ours. He's in the car right now. He's like, gosh. They got me again. I'm Borky. He's hey, We dad. just went through all these uh, these great hot sauces. We've got some, we got some, some some ones that are, they sound delicious, but they're, is this the one that I saw? I'm worried about yeah. my tolerance on some of these. I don't know what an apocalypse scorpion pepper is. But this one, I'm just going to put a little dab on the finger, and uh, we'll determine if it's if if I can eat it or if I should use it as a weapon. The ghost chili scorpion pepper is a small lantern-shaped fruit. Apparently, peppers are fruits. Mm. There you go. Uh, between eight hundred thousand yeah. and two million units on the Scoville scale. Now, for our listeners' uh, edification here. 
How hot's a jalapeno? I know the answer, but... I don't know, honestly. It's like like 2,000. Oh. <laughs> jalapeno on a Scoville scale, yep, 2,500 to 8,000. So... Yeah. So a really hot one is 8,000, and this one, really hot, is 2 million. Yeah. Do you so, know what a Scoville is? Do you know that? Do you know what it is? I thought it I know it's a guy. unit, but he, so yeah, he, he invented a system where how many squirts of water into your mouth does it take for the heat of this pepper to go away? So uh, it's eight thousand squirts on a hot jalapeno. This one would be two million. That's why you need. Uh... And that's it. By the way, that's just one of the things in there. There's also ghost pepper in there, and there's something called Choco 7 Poi, which I'm going to look up myself, because I, I feel like I need to know. Yeah, so this doesn't cover them all, so your uh, your bell pepper is uh, zero on the Scoville scale. Uh, correct, correct. Poblano's uh, 1,000 to 1,500. Jalapeno, as we said, 2,500 to 8,000. Serrano pepper, 10,000 to 23,000. The Tabasco pepper is 30,000 to 50,000, as is the cayenne pepper. Uh, habanero right. is a uh, hundred thousand to three hundred fifty thousand. The ghost pepper is eight hundred and fifty thousand to a million. Something called the Trinidad scorpion is twelve hundred to yeah. two million, and then the Carolina Reaper is fourteen hundred to two point two million. So among the hottest, my mouth is watering can... in the in a bad way right yeah. now because I'm like feeling like it's gonna hurt. We could have a hot ones with this. That's that's what we need to do. We need to take these sauces. And try them one at a time, moving up in scale, with a little, yeah. little shot glass we, or we, something. Oh no, we just we shot glass. We'll get some wings. Oh, we don't need wings. Let, let's do it on its own. No help. Just oh, oh, you gotta have uh, you gotta have something there to help you, man. Yeah, you can't just go. What are you a wuss? Ugh. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, might as well take a shot of hot sauce. Two Especially million. not one that has a two million score, uh, Scoville unit pepper in it. Two million squirts of water sounds more like waterboarding. Yeah, that's, I mean, it's torture. Yeah, it does. Yeah, essentially. But I'm looking forward to trying the sauces. I don't think I've ever, I don't think I, I haven't had like a Carolina Reaper or anything. I, there are habanero sauces that I've had that I really like. Now they hurt a little mm -hmm. bit, but you know. Let me see. Okay. The one I'm using right now, let me see what the, what the, the damage is on it. You, oh, you There we go. So the one I'm using right now is about eleven thousand. When I, you know, it's the El Yucateco Triple Extra Hot. Okay. So, so this is more hot than that. I can't wait to open this bottle. It's probably gonna clean me out. If you got any nasal issues? Just take a sniff. That's actually great. Should idea. I do it on the air? Should I just take a yes. sniff? Yeah, I would actually love to All see right. your face when you smell the... What was it called? The, the Apocalypse... The Apocalypse Scorpion Pepper. All right. Oh, okay. you, you you hold things down for a second. Talk. Now, I, I might just kind of watch this here. So, Hey Dad's got his headphones off, and he's opening this, uh, this Apocalypse Scorpion Pepper, which, again, sounds safe for human consumption. Right. Here he is. We're ready. Right, do you want to smell, or do you want me to actually do the dab here? You want to just smell put a little first. finger? That smells fine. Okay. Got to go to the finger, then. 
Yeah, come on now. Let's see. I'm not getting. Oh, hold on. Oh. <laughs> I'm not getting. Whoa. Hold on. Uh, Let me just use the cap here. Well, maybe they they use it with other ingredients to make it in right, such a way where it's it's flavorful. Right, here, not... we, here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. That. Ooh. It gets you twice. First in the back and then in the front. But. It's not that bad. It's good. It's wow. really good. So it's actually. just a flavorful, uh, spicy, awesome. Yeah. Wouldn't expect that, anything else. Now, that being that. said, my guess is if I were to like douse a, a wing in it, it might be painful. But it's good. It's really good. Somebody says you have to shake it I'm up. I'm still feeling it. Huh? I'll go again. Oh, you're, yeah. you're feeling yourself a little bit, a little confident here. I'll try. I'll, I, you know, I want to get the full ex experience here. So, all right, here we go. We'll say it's a little brighter now. Oh gosh. Okay, hold on. I got some on my finger here. here we go. Immediately different. Oh wow! Yes, got him. Is there milk in the studio? Are you going to be okay? No, I'm. I'm fine. Good. Oh, look at that face. <laughs> <laughs> I took a second breath, and it was just like, hello. Oh. That's okay. That's hot. It's hot. <laughs> like, the front of my tongue is numb right now. Yes. And the back of my throat is a little bit, too. <laughs> but in the middle, it's fine. Woo. Uh, Woo, Paige. Uh... Woo. Hey, don't why well... I got to be, I got to go wash my hands as soon as this segment's over. We're uh, we're getting asked name of uh, name uh, of the company one more time. All right, one more time. If you go to Facebook, Instagram, or TikTok and search for Page and Co Flowers, all one word, P A I G E and Co Flowers, and she'll get you taken care of down there in Kapai County. She'll get you taken care of. So, whoo, that is still. I mean, I didn't put but a dab on my. On my tongue, man. It and is you still, would have tossed tall wings in that. I'm down. I'm totally it's down. It's still there. What's a little pain for content? Oh. Nothing. Oh, here, here comes a here comes a tear. There's a tear coming. I don't. Yeah. I'm not going to be able to get it, but yeah, it's just right there on the corner. <laughs> <laughs> so hey, how about that Mississippi State LSU game this weekend? Going to be a good one. Hey, on a this, is, that, this is this is perfect for like this if I really want to mess with my family tomorrow on oh, that Cajun sausage pasta. Oh man. My kids would, would no, they wouldn't oh, eat yeah, it. No, I, yeah. I'd have to eat the whole pot. No, my wife would be like, You were trying to kill me and now I can divorce you and win. So no. Uh, but I'll definitely be using some of that hot sauce. That's good. Ooh. So we got texted earlier about that state LSU game and, and the the listener was like, You guys are kinda down on state's chances in this game. So let's reverse the uh, the mood about this game some, aside from play perfect, they, what what are state's chances here? Do, can they pull the upset tomorrow, and, and what will that look like if they do? If, if you could, <laughs> if you get through it, uh, they can have, they can definitely win. You know, th th this isn't a chance where state's walking. This isn't like state playing, uh, you know, one of the, like Georgia last year, right? Would have said no chance in that one. 
This is a game they, they can win. LSU, I talked about it a little bit uh, on yesterday's show, and I've talked about it on all the stuff that I've been doing on Thunder and Lightning this week. Both of these teams are trying to find out who they are, right? Neither one really has a good grip on their own identity. So if LSU comes out and State wants to challenge them, they State's up to that challenge. State can find a way to win this game. They definitely can do it. The issue is, like I said, if State doesn't play clean, if they're sloppy, and if they're not aggressive offensively, they're just in real trouble. I mean, and the kind of trouble you don't want to be in. Rhino's enjoying the show. He sent us a tweet yeah. of, of us out of context. Smells fine. <laughs> ah. Got to use the... Yeah. yeah. Anyway. Yeah, um, yeah because... <laughs> This LSU team is not, at least I don't think, I mean, I watched them play in week one, and I know there's that old cliche about how teams get better, the best improvement that they make is from week one to week two, and all that stuff, you know, all these cliches, but I've seen much better LSU teams, or felt much better about LSU teams coming to Mississippi than I do this one. The only mm-hmm. time I've seen LSU play is they displayed supreme talent, for sure, but struggle in the back end, and lay down and quit against a team that punched them in the mouth. That, they did. That's the only LSU I've seen this year. But they are supremely the, the issue, though, the issue is, like you just said, yeah, is that I don't know if State can punch them in the mouth hard enough to knock them down. But we'll see. One more segment with you. Text us, 601-879-4395, getting you ready for the weekend. Uh, here, college football, across the state of Mississippi, bunch of home games. We'll wrap it up with you next. Only time will tell. Sports Talk Mississippi. Oh what is going on here? Your new home for exclusive sports coverage here in the Magnolia State. Well, it's about time. Right here on Super Talk Mississippi. You feeling better? I'm fine. It's but still it's still hurting. there. And yeah, how much hurting was it? Like dime right size? Penny size? Oh, it's just a, a drop on my finger. Oh, my gosh. You tried putting a few drops on, 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 a, on a taco. You, you're going to feel that. I can't wait. I honestly can't wait for these to come in. And, you, you know, there are people... Uh-huh. Mostly women that don't understand our desire to like hurt ourselves when our eat when we're eating. I right, can't explain man. it either. Yeah, I have yeah. no idea why. Like I, I'm looking forward to these bottles to put on food that will make me feel pain. I don't understand why I want to do that. But if somebody like if I I've done it twice. I've been at two restaurants in my life that have this stuff is so hot you have to sign waivers, and it's like oh yes please where do I sign give it to me. I, I, I want to try this. I want to hurt myself. I don't know where that comes from. Love doing it, though. James and I are yeah. going to get tacos tonight, and I'm going to ask that every time I go to this place, they ask me the same question. I say, give me the hottest salsa that you have. And the waiter's always like, oh, uh, are you sure? He's like, yes, I'm sure. He goes, it's really hot. I'm like, yes. Yes, I know. Yeah. Bring it to me. Well, I've got my gigantic Dos Equis. We're good. Bring me the hot stuff. Hurt me. One time, right after I started this job, uh, Will East and I went to eat at a local Asian restaurant, and they had this thing called the Crazy Spicy Chicken. And I remember I was like, I want to get the Crazy Spicy Chicken, and the waiter looked at me and went, huh. I was like, oh, okay. And, uh, yeah, 
It was hot. It was hot. What's the hottest you've ever had in your life? I went to a place that had like the stupid wings and like yeah. the kind that they're not even pleasurable to eat, you know? So yeah, that's it. Like there's no, uh, whereas like it's like paste almost. It's so thick. It's just no, no good. So, um, in the junction today during a Zach Arnett interview, somebody was holding up a sign giving you a shout out. They just spelt it wrong. It's Arnett's up there and there's a sign <laughs> behind him that says, Hey, dad. <laughs> No, that's actually his kid saying, hey, Dad. <laughs> I, I thought about making that joke, and I was like, ah, it's his son. So, game sold out, which, you know, is encouraging. Yeah, uh, they just announced that, yeah. How much of that is LSU people? Not, not Are they traveling like they used uh, to? I don't think it'll be any more than normal. Good. So, LSU usually brings a good crowd. Uh, you know, because there's a lot of LSU fans in this state that they don't have season tickets to Tiger Stadium, but they yeah. can make this game. They can make the game in Oxford. But I mean, you know, three, maybe three, four thousand LSU fans at most. I would Good. think. Now it could be more. I, I wouldn't be. I, w- I mean, if if I look over there tomorrow, I don't think it's going to be like the Georgia game was last year, where you looked over across the way and you know the entire east side was red and like noticeably red. I don't think that it'll was be like wild. that. Uh, just uh, they did that at Notre Dame. They've done that uh, other places as well. Um, mm-hmm. Help me out. Yeah. The the former athletic director thing because I saw you tweet about it. We've gotten a text uh, about here it. We go. So we, I have no idea, man. With, with but but like forgive the ignorance here. What's what's wrong about it? Like what? Why are they doing it? And what's oh, what's wrong with the them doing it? As the worst athletic director in the history of the world. Okay, they're okay. just an awful person. Because that was to, before to my time here. I... Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, he, you talk about a guy who was just only concerned with balancing the budget. That's why Greg Byrne gets a ton of credit for all the time he was here because he just came in and did things that a normal athletic director would do, and we had just never seen it before. So like, well, this is the greatest thing ever. So, and I don't understand. Like the guy's been retired for fifteen years. What is he? What is he up there talking about? When, when SEC Nation is at Ole Miss, do they bring Pete Boone up there? No. Nope. They let him talk. Gerald Turner get to talk. Warner Alford. I don't know if he. I don't know if Warner Alford's still with us. If he's not, my apologies. But I mean, it's just it's just ridiculous. Who makes that call? I wonder. I, I bet Feinbaum asked for. Well, I, I, he's probably tight with Feinbaum. They've known each other for years. Oh, well, that adds up. But still, what? To your point, what? What is it? What are you adding there? Yeah, and like, what? What listener is like? Oh yeah, I want to hear what this guy has to say. This guy that I don't know who he is, who hasn't been employed by Mississippi State since two thousand and eight. Ooh, I was a oh, that's what I'm sophomore about. in high school. Yeah, that's what we're talking about here. So. I don't know. We appreciate you guys being with us. We've got three in a row. Boom, boom, boom. Old Miss, Southern Miss, Mississippi State tomorrow. Uh, be safe if you're uh, driving. Not in from, that order. Not in that order. Um, but we've got those uh, those three. Be safe if you're traveling from wherever you're traveling to the games. Lose your voices. Raise hell. Have a good time. Enjoy yourself. And hopefully Monday we're talking about three wins. That would be great. We'll see you then, Monday, 3 o'clock. You'll have a good weekend for Richard, who's uh, off to Houston, and Hey Dad, who's going to go find some milk, probably. I'm Michael Borky.
You guys have a great weekend. We'll see you Monday. business is tough. If you're struggling with HR benefits and payroll, you're not alone. Many businesses just don't have the resources to keep up. That's where MWG Employer Services comes in. We provide a full range of employer services with everything from payroll to benefits to HR services and compliance and can create a custom plan that fits your needs and budget. We're a Mississippi-based company that can help you focus on what you do best, growing your business. Call MWG Employer Services today at 601-206-7966 or go to mwgemployerservices.com. A Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.